0: Hi, everyone. I'm David Blendauer, and welcome to Conversation with a Manager, Stories from the Frontline. This podcast is dedicated to the proposition that managers, particularly frontline managers, are key to an organization's success. This podcast is also in search of the best advice and counsel from experienced managers for anyone who's new to the role of manager. Today's guest is Nathan Pleszek. Nathan is the vice president of business operations at Turso Solutions, which is the provider of inventory management services for healthcare and life sciences. Nathan began in a family business and ran his own business for a while before jumping into a career in IT. He did a stint on the sales side of the house and is now responsible for IT, finance, quality, and service delivery at Terso. Today's host is Steve King. So tell us a little bit about your conversation with Nathan. I spent a little over an hour covering a wide range of topics with Nathan, including how he leveraged skills from his individual contributor days to his first jobs as a manager, onboarding new employees onto the team, and his interesting take on how to prudently use command and control versus empowerment approaches to management. In addition, we spent a good deal of time talking about the need for managers to bring their authentic self to the workplace. Authenticity and the authentic manager has been a point of discussion in many circles for quite a while now. Not many managers want to build their brand around being inauthentic. Authenticity is a sort of staple of management competencies nowadays. Where this conversation about authenticity took a little turn was when Nathan and I began to explore those inevitable circumstances where a manager might be asked to take a position they are not comfortable with or support a policy or a strategy or organizational change they are not in agreement with. Can they do that and remain authentic? This is the portion of my conversation with Nathan I want to share with you today. I think Nathan addresses this messy topic thoughtfully and gives us all something to ponder. We pick up the conversation as I introduce the notion that sometimes a manager is sort of forced to put on a mask, kind of challenge to their authentic self. So enjoy the clip and we'll pick it up on the back end. So you mentioned the word mask a moment ago, and I want to. Talk about putting the mask on. And I think what I mean by that is maybe there's a moment where you cannot display authenticity because the moment requires you to put a mask on and say something that maybe, maybe you're not fully comfortable with, but the moment requires that. So when I describe it that way, do you, do you feel that there are moments where you got to put the mask on?
1: Yeah, I, the mask, the game face, as it were. Yeah, game they, face, better better phrase, yeah. game face, yeah, right. Yeah, it definitely there are those times that you have to deliver a message related to something that can be something externally put on you that needs to be delivered. Um, it may be feedback that you're not comfortable giving. I, I mentioned I struggle sometimes on that direct-handed feedback. It's always an area that I want get, to get better at. Now- What do I have to do? I have to really prepare myself to go into that. And that to me is putting on the game phase. It's not that I'm losing authenticity. I'm not putting on a fake mask that I'm going to tell you something that hurts. And I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. Like You can't be disconnected, but you need to be paired. And to me, that's what the game phase is about. I've gone through my mental preparation. I may have role-played with another senior manager that says i need to deliver this message can you sit down with me and let me just play the conversation to you give me some pointers and feedback and different things Um,
0: so that's what helps me get to that point where i can put on that game face and be me i love that i love that so let me describe a situation an awkward situation i think for some managers And maybe you could offer some advice to a manager that finds himself in this situation. So let's say you're working for an organization and from on high, there's a bunch of change things going on. They're pushing change down into the organization and you as a manager are being asked to help implement that change. What you're saying there is that manager going, you know, I don't even know if this change is a good idea. Yet I'm being asked to implement it with my team. And so... This is kind of one of those awkward moments for a manager, right? Because they're kind of like not fully invested in the change themselves, but they're being asked to move it forward, which seems like a reasonable ask in most organizations. So they're kind of caught here. How authentic can they be in that situation? What might you advise a manager to say or do to their team or maybe to their senior leaders in that situation? Yeah, I think it's in that situation
1: I think it is a manager's responsibility to start understanding the why. And I do frequently talk with individuals where I say, one of the hardest things in business sometimes is developing patience because there's always a need to move fast, to move through things. And when you have that change that you don't understand, that should be a red flag to you to start asking why whether I need to go to my next level manager or others in the organization to say, I need to understand the why before I can effectively communicate this to, to my direct reports. Now, that said, if timing is critical, I think there is ways and methods that you can communicate that change. And we, we like to use the the description of signal the lane change. Mm. So I can use that as a tactical situation to the team that I need to communicate this to and say, hey, there is an organizational change that's coming. I'm working on building my understand of what all the impacts are to our team. But I want to give you the foreknowledge that I'm working through that right now. And you might start to hear some uh, comments or discussions around this and Feel free to communicate what you're hearing, any concerns that you have. I may or may not have the answer for you, but I'm working on understanding the why. And I'll work with my network inside the organization to build that.
0: I love that. I mean, I love that description of sort of your responsibility. I like the why. And if you spend some time with senior leaders and the why becomes clear, certainly becomes easier for you to commit to the change, help your team commit to it. And then remember, every once in a while, I suppose all of us have been in organizations where even we've heard the why, we're like, I still don't think this is a good idea. If that situation where you're sort of finding yourself at that little crossroads, um, do you go back to your team and say, hey, we're we're going to do this and we're just going to comply or we're going to do this and find a way to commit to it? I'm going to distinguish between comply and commit here. Uh, so I don't know if you got a thought on that.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great great question. I do think it puts you in a challenging spot as a manager. Um, But again, I think it comes down to being authentic and what the communication is Um, and being having built those relationships where I may tell my network that I'm not sure I'm fully on board with this, but I understand that I need to be in alignment with the organization. And so how do I get my mind around that? It comes back to that stewardship. When I'm in a manager role, I do have stewardship of my team, but I also have stewardship of the organization. And I have to try to broaden my thinking out around all of those aspects and understanding the dynamics. And that may mean at times I don't fully understand everything and I may not communicate it effectively. And one of the most dangerous things, though, is I don't think you can fight or I don't think it's healthy for a manager to give mixed communication around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're, if they detect any note of hypocrisy in what your communication is, how are they going to be successful? And you're better off, I think, expressing it authentically to who you are and saying, "I'm having a challenge with this. Here is the why, as I understand it," uh, but I. I do expect that as an organization, the decisions are being made for the best health of the organization. I'm going to do everything that I can to support the organization. And I ask you to come along with me.
2: This podcast is supported by NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. NRECA's broad range of products and services include a robust portfolio of leadership programs that provide learners with the knowledge, skills, and resources they need to lead at all levels of their co-op and succeed in today's rapidly changing electric utility industry. Visit cooperative.com slash learning to explore the value of learning with NRECA.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we are going to debrief this particular segment with Nathan a little differently. We've invited a guest to come in and offer their perspective on what Nathan had to say. I've invited Jill Zimmerman, who is the EVP, Chief People Officer of ILCO Global, a longtime friend and an industrial psychologist, someone who has deep insight into the topic of management and change. So I've invited her to offer her perspective on what Nathan had to say, and also offer her perspective on when situations arise where a manager is facing dealing with change that they may disagree with and may struggle with. So listen in to our conversation here with Jill. Hey, Jill. Hi, Steve. It's, it's nice. It's, thank you for coming and joining us on this, uh, this podcast. So we've asked you to come and actually debrief a little bit with us what Nathan had to say about being a change champion and being able to handle complex and difficult situations uh, when you're a manager and changes upon him. So you got a chance to listen a little bit to the clip uh, that that Nathan uh, provided for us. I wonder if you can make some comments about what you thought about Nathan's comments.
2: Loved Nathan's comments. Thought they were very on target and agreed with them all. Uh, wanted to get on a, on a couple things. You know, one, he touched on the importance of the game face that you both talked about. And I think that is a key comment, but I will sort of define what to me that means Um, because I think it starts with building trust with your team and especially with your most senior level managers or leaders that report into you. And what I think of, you know, everyone throws around the term authentic leadership. Um, But what that really means, at least to me, is that When you have to, you put on the game face, but at that same time, because of the trust factor, you always have to share your honest views on the change. And that comes along with, if you're going to be honest about it with clarity and the expectation that you and that you expect your team will a hundred percent get on board, whether we agree or not. And Nathan talked about understanding the why behind the change, which I agree, this is an excellent way to engage the team authentically. Why is this happening? The business case behind it. I would add that people will also want to know a few other things that I think will help engage them in the change. Where we're going, what the end state is, how we will get there, and also how long that will take, like what's the time frame? and ultimately what's in it for me is always a concern. How will this impact me? So I always commit to the following with my team, and this is in the context of of the game face, and I always say this, and I say it repeatedly, Um, I will tell you what I know when I know it, or I will say I cannot share if I know something and I can't share it at that point in time. And this will just reinforce that trusted relationship that you have with your team. So
0: he used, he used a phrase that I want to ask you about, which is the word stewardship. And, you know, I'm confident that no manager takes their manager job because they want to be the steward of somebody else's change effort they don't agree with. So I'm confident that's true. So, um, but I, I, on the other hand, I think, you know, he may have a point about, when you take that responsibility as a manager, you take on some stewardship for the whole organization. You want to
2: comment about that? Yeah, I loved his comment. He also said um, he takes on stewardship for the team as well as for the organization. And I think those are—I think that's exactly what your role is as a manager and leader in an organization. And so, for me, what stewardship looks like for my team is that I ask. I acknowledge and I listen to their concerns. So even when you're pushing a change or sharing or communicating, you have to, it's a dialogue. So being the steward for your team is asking people and then listening and acknowledging anything they're concerned about. Um, The other part of that with the team is then to try to push the conversation to also look at the positives of the change. And then it becomes a balanced dialogue. When you're the steward for the organization, I think that is always a message you have to say. We work for the company and it's our job to move this forward the best way possible. Whether we like it or not, um, let's just acknowledge and listen to what's happening here. But our job and our stewardship for the company is this decision has been made and it's our job to move it forward in the best way that we can. Yeah. So
0: I'm, what I'm about to say, I'm confident you will agree with, but I, I feel the need for the listeners to hear this. And that is there may come a time in your career where a change is coming down the pike and you find it to be unethical or you find it to be immoral. And I think that's a whole different animal altogether. And I think that at least the listeners need to acknowledge have, have that acknowledge going, we're not suggesting that you steward every single thing, despite how bad it could be. I mean, at some point you might go, I- I'm sorry, but th- that that is not right. And so let's just acknowledge there, are, there may be a moment in your career. Don't know if you'll have it or don't. You may or may not. But at that point, you may be stepping in going, I'm not stewarding this for a ethical reason. So I felt that was had to be said out loud for everybody.
2: I, I think that's such a key point because it, it, honestly, if there was anything unethical or immoral, number one, I would I would refuse to do it and I would not do any of the things I just said, but I probably would say, I think this is unethical and immoral and I and I'm not doing it. And I'd probably opt out of the company if that's what they were doing. Right. Um and I think that um I'd probably be transparent about that also with my team, but but um, if, I, if if something was in that case, so so I agree. There, those are sort of the outliers. I like to call them. Right. Um, you know, ninety five percent, if not more, of the changes we may not like them, but somebody else decided them, and they have their business reasons for doing so, and not liking something, or that it's going to impact somehow your role. Is the, not the same as something being immoral or unethical.
0: Yes. So, is there any other final thoughts you want to have on this topic of managers dealing with change that they may be struggling with or their team? Any other final thoughts?
2: Well, you had also asked, what would I hope ma- managers would do? You know, it, um, so sort of from the top down angle. And it's this, I think it's the same themes. You know, one is, you know, they, the, I, I would hope the managers would accept the change. You know, acceptance means I I see what you're trying to do. I may or may not like it or agree with it, but I but I get it. Um, move it forward, engage the team in doing so. And then a third point about that is be open and honest about the change. But what I would never do, and I think this is important, is I would never lie. Um, I would always be authentic and honest with my team, but but done in a very constructive way to, because if you're not being authentic, you're going to lose the trust. You're not going to be able to move the team forward. Um, your role modeling behaviors you don't want repeated. You really have a, a, a responsibility of integrity, I think, to the company as an agent of change um, because you are in a managerial leadership position to understand the business, where it's going, and help enable your team to get you there. Support for this podcast comes from NRECA, the National Trade Association representing America's electric cooperatives. Driven by member feedback and engagement, NRECA's mission is to be the trusted resource champion the cause and inspire the future of the industry.